Hey. Quit, quit talking about that. We're live. Are you really live? We're live. All right, outstanding. Welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast, everyone. Um, we're glad you're here. We've got your, huh, your favorite podcast host on again this week. We missed her last week. Miss Brooke Wright, welcome to the podcast, Brooke. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, babe. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I like your leopard skin pants. Thank you. How was your workout this morning? It was great. How was y'all's run? It was good. Team PT, again, for the second week in a row, was a run. This was Blake's first run of 2023. Was it Was it really? Oh, I know. I've ran since then. Oh, okay. Bull crap. You ain't ran this month. I rolled my ankle running with James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was in January? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. Hey. For those of you guys that don't know, because a lot of you guys just watch us live here on YouTube, which we appreciate you being here with us. It's really cool that we are able to stream the podcast live. Chili, you're distracting me on that phone over there. Well, I'm trying to work, and you're going to piss me off I, if you I, keep talking to I me gotta, like that. I got to give you. understand you, what I'm saying? Uh, you I, stop. I, 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 stop uh, what you're doing. I, I got. I got to talk uh, to you about uh, something. Uh, <laughs> For those of you guys. <laughs> I, I released a podcast yesterday, little housekeeping for y'all. I just came up. We actually, I just designed and developed a new course of instruction for you guys called the ROP course, the rite of passage. If you haven't listened to the podcast I released yesterday talking about that, you can go back and do so at any, at any time, but I'm really pumped about it. And I think Chili's pumped about it too. What do you think about this course, man? I'm real pumped about it. I think it's I think it's great, and I think people need to hear about it and need you to uh, need you to tell them why it's going to be great because you designed it and I co-signed it. Yeah, I had to run this by Chili before we actually released it to the public. Um, this is why I designed this course of instruction because. You guys have heard me, maybe you've heard me say before, I believe that every person should go and run a 100-mile race. Like, there's a few things that I think every person should do. One is you should go skydiving at least one time in your life. You should ride a bull, a real bucking bull, like one time in your life. You should run a 100-mile race. That's one of those things. But the thing about it is, y'all might be confused about why I say everyone should do that at least once in their life. It has nothing to do with the running or with the mileage. The reason I recommend that as something that everybody should do is because the first time that you go and you're on your feet and moving, and having to think, communicate, solve problems, uh, work with your team. The first time that you do that, it gives you a new perspective on your capabilities, what you are actually capable of. If you've never been up having to move through a difficult environment and also perform for 24 hours straight, you, you don't. You just don't understand what you're capable of. And that's what's really cool about this 
rite of passage that we've come up with. It's giving, the, the whole purpose of it is to give you guys the opportunity to do that. So the way that the evolution works is you guys, we're only doing this three times. Three times this year. Each team will be composed of 15 people. You guys will show up Friday to a really awesome place I booked out for you to stay at. I'll meet you guys there Friday evening. I'll give you the evolution brief. I'll help you get your gear ready. Saturday morning, we're hitting the daggone trail, son. We're going to be in the mountains of northwest Georgia. Actually, one of my favorite tracks that, that I like to go and hike and run on. And we're going to be on our feet working as a team for 24 hours straight until Sunday morning. All right? So, I'm going to be there. Chili's going to be there with you the whole time. We're going to be there to coach you, to mentor you, to push you, to challenge you, to evaluate you. You guys are going to have to work as a team. This is not about running. The reason I designed this is because most people, the only way to experience something like this, being up and moving for 24 hours straight, is to go and sign up for a 100-mile race. Well, that if you don't like to run, that's cool. So this is not about running. We're not actually going to run at all. But it's going to be difficult. I'm just saying this because I'm telling you, you don't have to be a runner. And once we're done, we'll take a ride back to where we started at. We'll have an after-actions report, a wrap-up. You guys can get a little rest, and then you're out. Me and Brooke last weekend went on a long hike. And this is during this hike is when I solidified the idea for this course of instruction. We hiked for 10 hours straight. And I told Brooke, I said, what would you think if, if we had to do this for 24 hours straight? After 10 hours. And you said, huh, that would be really challenging. That would be an awesome challenge. The reason that we call this course of instruction a rite of passage, you'll have to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast to get the full story on it. The purpose of this event is to give you guys, again, the opportunity to learn something new about your own capability as a human being. But the ultimate purpose is to give you guys an opportunity to pass through a gateway and to create a memory that you will have for the rest of your life that you can look back on when things get hard and life gets challenging and you can say, you know what? The situation that I'm facing right now is difficult. But you'll be able to look back on this rite of passage that you go through with us here at 307 Project, and you'll say, yeah, what I'm facing now is difficult, but I remember making it through that course of instruction, that ROP course of instruction with 307 Project. I remember the things I learned during that training. And I remember how I was able to push through this difficult evolution, and I made it to the finish line. And what I'm facing right now, if I, if I got through that, I can get through this. That's, why, that's what this is all about. 
So that's open for registration. If you guys, it's it's by application only, just like all of our training. So if you want to apply, send your application to three of seven ROP at gmail.com. I'll tell you why I like it too. You wanna know why I like it? Because it's designed and the way it's the way it's gonna work is is it's tailored specifically to where the team that comes out to each one of these three that we're doing this year will it's literally designed to where you will get more out of a 24 hour period than months and months of just piddling around. Yep. Doing, you know, what you think is, is, is training some, some others. I mean, I really, I really think that it's going to be super condensed. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it'll be, Yeah. When you, I'm, I, I'm when excited you, about it. When you move for that long, you get to experience like the full spectrum of what life throws at you in a day. You really will. You'll have multiple highs, lows that you're going to have to work through. You're going to have to be dealing with the physical stress plus the sleep deprivation. You're going to have emotions, anger, frustration. You're going to have joy, joy happiness. You're going to have... Uh, you might want to cry. All this stuff happens because we can condense it. And there's no way of replicating it over the course of months because you have to experience it in that one long span of time a day all at, all at once because you don't, you don't get to where you get at the end of a 24-hour period by training a few hours, like training 24 hours. Training an hour a day for 24 days straight. No. That's 24 hours, right? You've accumulated the same amount of time, but it, it's not even remotely the same thing. So you have to do it like this to experience the full spectrum that you're talking about. I love it. All right, so this is going down. The first one's May 19 through 21. The next one is going to be August 4 through 6. And then the last one is going to be September 29 through October 1st. A lot of you guys are freaking scared to sign up for this. I know because I put this out yesterday and a couple thousand people have heard about it. And I see how many applications have came in. And a there, there, we could do a whole podcast on what is stopping you from training. What is stop? Like, really, what is stopping you? Uh, I, that's a, I, I'm, I'm asking you guys, what is stopping you from training? You, you want to know the difference between me and you? Training. The reason that I can do a lot of things physically, mentally, a lot of difficult things that you can't do. I'm not being prideful here. I, I'm, just, I, I'm just being real with you. I can do a lot of things that you can't do physically, mentally. It's training. That's the only difference. That's why I'm so passionate about training people because I know it is the, it, it is the essential ingredient. Ingredient. So what's stopping you? Is it the commitment part of it? 
Is it laziness? Is it the fact that everyone tells you there's some other way that you can do some breathing exercise, that you can read a book, cold that, you plunge. Can, that you can cold plunge? Hey, now. It, you, that's what everyone else is telling you, right? That's what everyone else is selling you. That ain't going to do jack freaking squat, man. What's stopping you? I like cold plunges. We're going to talk about cold plunges here in just a minute. Excuse me. You won't do cold plunges. We're we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. The different. Okay. So I'm just asking you guys that question. I want my my, uh, tech guy back here to tell me what your answers were here in just a little bit. All right. Once we get done, I want to hear your excuses. Um, All right. Well, everyone has By the way, different reasons, but you have to self-evaluate yourself and see where you're at. This ROP course, this is going to be a, this is going to be become the entry level training to the three seven project training pipeline. Okay, I like it. This is going to become the entry level training because we talked about a rite of passage is meant for the student to earn the respect of the instructor. When you pass through that, you have the respect of your instructors and your instructors are confident in taking you to the next level of complexity in your training. So this is going to end up being the baseline training. That being said, this course, these first three courses, we're going to charge $1,400 a person, which is $1,000 less than the next level, the basic course. All right? So this is an affordable course. It's all-inclusive, by the way. You show up, we provide everything other than a small list of mandatory gear that anybody can come up with. But I'm going to give you an even better deal because a lot of you guys are going to say what's stopping you from training is, is the financial aspect. The first 15 people that register for, for the ROP course I'm going to do it at a thousand bucks a student. That's for the May class. So if you want to do this, if you want to register or apply for the May team, this is not me giving you a freaking discount. This is me cutting you a break for your daggone excuse. And if you can't muster a thousand bucks to invest in yourself to become a better, stronger human being? If you can't muster a thousand bucks, son, we got to talk. We got to have a whole nother conversation. Maybe I'm not the guy to have that conversation with. Probably not. But the May course, I'm just telling you, for all of you guys who have an excuse about you don't got no daggone money, I'm going to do that. The first 15 of you guys. And and this is actually going to, more so, this is going to be a reward for the first 15 people who right. have a, who can muster enough courage to actually come and do this. There you go. You guys asked. You guys asked. And freaking Chili delivered, son. Well, took a while. You guys asked, and Chili delivered. There it is. We got them. They're live on the website now. For people who are listening to this on the podcast, Chad is holding up an epic brown shirt 
with a dog hunched over taking a crap, and it says, "Don't be a turd." Designed, designed by hand by Mr. David Charbonnet. It looks like a yellow lab. You guys should. all know David Charbonnet from the treadmill race. Yep. This shirt was designed for three to seven project by David, <laughs> custom made. This is a limited run. It's probably my favorite shirt that we've ever produced. It's epic. Here at 307 Project. It's a, it's it's beautiful. Do y'all want to see it again? <laughs> Do y'all want to see? <laughs> That's freaking awesome, dude. The color's great, too. The brown I is like awesome. The color. Yeah. This is a limited run? Yeah. Yeah. It sure okay. is. If 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 you we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to promise that I won't ever bring it back, but it's limited for now. I freaking love this shirt, man. So you better get them now. A lot of you guys asked. I ain't playing no tricks on you either to try to get you to buy them now. I'm telling you, I, that's probably the only ones we're going to do. But I don't ever say never other than just now. T-shirt shortage, huh, Chili? Oh, yeah, there is. Because of COVID. Yep, supply chain issues. Yep. You just got us demonetized, bro. <laughs> Yeah, oh. well, you, you can't have Brooke on a podcast without How am I supposed to know that podcast that? being demonetized. How am I supposed it's to It's like know when that? we were doing the YouTube live and I, I can't even repeat the things that she said. I can't believe that when we were doing the treadmill race, well, I can't even believe they left our stream up when foul. she was on the Why would on Well, the why don't you guys warn me about stuff like that? Like I didn't know I couldn't say that. That's all right. And the last opportunity I want to put out for you guys just chilly touch on it briefly and we'll talk about it more next week, but um for those of you guys that do want to run and you have races on the calendar this coming up year and uh, you really want to get everything dialed in, tell people about the run camp. Yep. So some of y'all know that we have uh, a, a video course program called Nuff Said Running. You can find it at NuffSaidRunning.com. Chad, Blake, and I built out a full 10 video series um, basically explaining the basics of, of how to run and how to get started into trail running. And Chad talks about mindset and all kinds of things. Go check it out if you're interested in that or if you've got your first race on the calendar or whatever. Um, but as a part of Nuff Said Running, we also built out a two-day running camp, if you will, where you get to come out, run with us on some of the trails that we frequent and it's a really awesome weekend. We ran it once last year. That was an awesome group. That really was special first class of that. And and I think this one we we will um will change some things, tweak some things, and then uh, make it really awesome. And that'll be in. Do you remember the dates? It's uh I think it's in June. Chili will get the dates for you. The diff and this one is also um all inclusive because we have booked. The Pioneer Shelter. So you guys will have a place to stay, cook. Yeah, to camp. To yep. camp and all that. And the dates for that, you can go on NuffSaidRunning.com uh, right now and sign up. It's June 10th and 11th. That's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, June 10th and 11th. That's to, a good time. To me, that that training was one of y'all's most like intimate trainings like y'all were very i mean people get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time yeah with you guys during sure. that that was so much fun we did that last year i loved it yeah and it's a it's really unique in my opinion it's it's mm -hmm. i mean everything we do is going to have the same you know style and our 
you get yelled at a lot. Yeah, stuff. whatever. But but it's uh, it, it, it's 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 a different type of thing. I mean, it's truly to um, give what we have in regards to everything we've learned and our experience with with running. So if that's that's a goal of yours, I think it'd be really awesome. And June's an awesome month too. Yeah, that's that's weather's great. Yeah, that, that, that's when to do it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I've been watching that hair know, on your it's nose. It's really ticking me off. <laughs> All right, let's get into this conversation. I'm going to share some scripture with you guys here in just a little bit. It seems like you guys that listen to the podcast really like it when we uh, expound upon the scriptures. So I'm going to try to do that more often for you guys. What are we talking about today? So the first thing I want... Do you know? The first thing that I want to talk... Oh, it's called Achieving Greatness. Podcast is called Achieving Greatness. Oh, me and Chili missed that. Yeah. On what the podcast was Well, that's because y'all were bullcrapping with each other over there about some humorous youtube idea that you have somebody just ordered a don't be a turd shirt let's see who ordered the first don't be a turd shirt i gotta see this eric franks eric franks justin milford just gave fifty dollar super chat and put in his application for the rock dang justin, justin come on man and he said he don't need no discount well you get it man so that hey, it pays to be a winner, and fortune favors the bold. Every day I used to walk into SEAL Team Eight, and I walk in the front door of SEAL Team Eight across the quarter deck, and I there was a big sign hanging in the quarter deck, and I read it every single day of my life for about ten years. It said, "Fortune favors the bold." That's what I looked at every day. Every morning, I walked across the quarter deck of SEAL Team 8. And that's why you're going to get your $1,000 for the course. All right. I feel comfortable having this part of the discussion because Brooke is in here. Uh-oh. And um, I, I think I think she can kind of keep me reeled in. He's going to be talking about women, I guess. No, no, giving, no, 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 no. Are no. you giving me permission? No, I... I, I feel as if, okay, now I know everybody's got their thing, okay, uh -oh. but as I scroll through my social media these days, and I even look through Insta or I mean, uh, YouTube, and, and just anywhere you look, I feel like, how have we been reduced to filming ourselves as if we are doing something uh spectacular or hard or or great or whatever we people are filming themselves doing recovery exercises like yeah cold plunging like i cannot tell you how many and maybe it's just because the people that i follow on instagram that's part of it but i can scroll through here and i can find 10 stories of people filming themselves doing a cold plunge um we have been reduced to the point that we are trying to inspire people through a re a, a something that is meant for recovery it's not just what, meant for recovery what happened to filming yourself actually doing something epic yeah, exactly. That, like the, the the cold plunging has become like the the hard thing that 
And like, Steve Stanley said he filmed. Your mic's off, guy. Come on. Steve Stanley said he films himself taking fish oil tablets. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Like, people will. And like, this is like, okay, cold plunging's not the only thing. Like, people will film themselves like stretching or like, like, it's, it's like, no, man, like, just not long ago, people would actually take only take films of themselves doing like really epic stuff. But now the the this has I, I'm just confused at how we've gotten reduced to this level. Um, now this is just the way I tick, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I sit in the sauna pretty much every day. Usually in between my sauna, I will get in a cold plunge every day. But there is nothing in me that thinks I need to pull my camera out and video myself doing my recovery routine. This is not going to inspire anyone. Like there's shut up. There is nothing in me that has ever prompted me to think that that would be legitimate content. What's going on here, Chili? Well, you're really ticking Brooke off, man. Look at her over there. Well, well, then Brooke's gonna get to say her piece in just a second. He'll give me about 15 seconds to say my piece. Really, all I've the only thing that comes into my mind, and this is gonna go ahead and turn Chad against me as well. Is that honest now, Chili? No, I'm being honest, but it's going to tick you off as well. And I'm just going to go ahead and warn you with that. I don't like the idea of filming anything. Like the reason that it's gotten to this, I'll go ahead and tell you. I'll tell you. It's because. Please tell me. People want to. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Because people, they have to film everything that they do. Because too many people got in the freaking habit of going and running a 5K and being like, yeah, give me a freaking pat on the back. I hope somebody sends me a congratulations text or (laughs) message on the social media, MySpace, whatever the crap. That's a problem. We have attention-seeking, crazy nut jobs. Everybody has turned into that. They have to they have to film and share with everybody whatever they do, whether it's running a 5K, whether it's running a freaking thousand miles. Keep it to your dang self. And that what that's turned into is, oh, let me tell you what I had for breakfast, and let me tell you when I took a crap, and let me tell you when when I got in the cold plunge. Now, another level of that that's gotten to the point where it is now is what you were touching on. The cold plunge itself has become something hard supposedly for people i can touch on that by thinking that that's absolutely ludicrous i mean what you said about how we've been reduced to what is hard is no longer running a long way or doing the tour de france like you mentioned earlier uh earlier today it's sitting in cold water for two minutes i mean that's insane if you want to do that for whatever benefits you think it gives you or or whatever that's fine but but to freaking share it like you've done something literally make it the foundation of your content i mean it it's baffling it's it's flabbergasting it is to me too i I don't understand it but it it is to me that's my piece on it now i'll dispute you on your piece of i know you will uh, of not filming 
and not showing people things that you are legitimately doing that that are difficult and and are challenging you, making you grow uh, physically and mentally. The reason, and here's the thing, you can't discern the person's heart behind that content. Now, if you're filming that stuff and sharing it on social media because you want accolades, obviously, that's the wrong position to be in. But if you are genuinely, there has been there has been a lot of content that has been produced of people doing hard things that has went on to really, truly inspire thousands, if not millions of people to get up and change their lifestyle. And I think there's value in that. So if that's the reason that you're capturing the, the, the hard moments in your journey, in fitness, in business, in whatever it may be, if you're capturing those hard moments genuinely for the fact that you think, maybe if somebody sees the fact that I can do this, it'll make them like realize well, that they can do it too. Well, right. To, but the only one here who's being consistent is more more me because that could be the person that that's why they're showing the cold plunge. That is hard to them, and they're like, "Well, you know what? This is hard for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna inspire somebody and get going." It's just a see. It's just a difference of opinion. You're just crapping on that because you think you're way beyond that. It's a recovery exercise. I know. If a recovery <laughs> exercise is hard for you, then that's a pro that's your problem. Well, if you can't do anything more difficult and inspiring than sit in cold water for two minutes, that that's your problem, man. Well, but but you're saying that it's not good enough to start where they're at. That's where they're at. Yeah, then, no, it's not good enough to start there. No, no. you're it, not it, being it, consistent. If you're gonna, if you got, if you got stuff to share to inspire people, it's gonna have to. You you need to wait and start sharing it until you get past the sitting in cold water part. Well, what's hard enough to be shared? Arms getting tired. What's hard enough to be shared? What's hard enough to be shared? Yep. Not sitting in cold water. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, you draw the line. <laughs> Half well, marathon? Can, can you share can that? Can I talk before y'all yeah. move on yeah, to ahead. like drawing the line and new things? Oh yeah, go ahead, biscuit. You are not allowed to speak while I'm speaking, Chili. You are. Go ahead. But Take he, up for your cold plunge cult. I'm about to tell you guys the truth in this conversation. The cold hard truth. Mm. Hard. I truth. said hey, in cold yeah, water. You're not allowed to talk. I said in the cold <laughs> water of the <laughs> Pacific <laughs> Ocean for six freaking months, man. Look, he knows what's coming. That's why he's spouting off. Because he knows what no. I'm about to say. Can you please be quiet for like three minutes? I'm, I've am i been so respectful while you two have bantered back and forth about things I don't agree with. It's good banter. So I respect now, your authority. Can you please let me say what I want to say without interrupting me? Maybe. No guarantees. So what's happening right now is a typical case of biscuit. And when I make fun of Chad on Instagram, like I made a video recently... And I said that everybody is a turd, and if you don't do what I do, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> and he literally says those words, paraphrase. No, I don't. Hey, don't talk. Just give me a second. Well, I'm not going to let you tell fibs about me. You do say that. I'm not going to let you tell fibs about so me. So if you don't do, and Blake, you can, I mean, he's always been like this. If he's into something... Or if he doesn't like something, he's real down. No, on that's it. totally not true. That's totally so not true. I see these guys all the time. So he doesn't like cold plunging. Like he likes. No, I think the, it's stupid. He likes the heat. Other than the recovery aspect of the, the recovery crap. nature of it, it's I freaking. Do you see what's happening? Does anyone see? 
old Barbara or whatever last week said I was disrespectful to my husband. Do y'all see what I get treated like? Freaking some woman on YouTube was like, I find it very disrespectful the way you speak to your husband. I'm like, well, do you see what I have to work with? Anyways, so Chad doesn't like cold plunging because he's a puss, uh, a, a sissy, and he don't censor yourself. Say it. Y'all are no, gonna don't get say mad. It. There's kids watching this. Y'all are gonna get mad at me and start ban. Yeah. So he doesn't like cold plunging. He doesn't like cold water. The same that I don't like heat, but I do the sauna anyway because it's a resiliency thing. It's not necessarily a recovery exercise when the water's 38 degrees. You dummy. It. it <laughs> It's a stress response, and it's there's a it serves a very important purpose in training and in stress. People and are People are dying. That was copyrighted for sure. Guess what, <laughs> I forget. I hey, hey, he just told you not to say that. People are suffering, and then People he plays that foul reel. <laughs> He literally, he won't cold plunge. He's too scared. Shelly, shut up. You guys both shut up. You, he won't cold plunge because he doesn't like the feeling of being cold. So you know what he said to me one time when I said, why don't you cold plunge with me? Like it's, you don't like it and it's really uncomfortable to you. So you should do it. That's what you teach people. You know what he said? I've done enough of that in my life. I said, what if you told somebody that you should start running and they've been running their whole life and they said, Nah, I've done enough running in my past. <laughs> I don't need to run anymore. Chili, it's like... Chili fell asleep. If it's... <laughs> he does not practice what he preaches with everything, people. The cold water is something that really challenges Chad, but he avoids it like the plague. Okay. So, So he is attacking people on social media that do things that he's not capable of. So that's okay. what you guys are hearing. The anger, the frustration towards all these people posting these videos is Chad's feeling of inadequacy and his pride is just bubbling up to the surface because okay. <laughs> he can't go sit in 42 degree water. Y'all think you're prideful? We, we it, need the counselor on here during okay. this podcast. Well, raise your hand if you think you're prideful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, after that three minute long fib, uh, what? I guess we prove can move wrong. on from, hey, from prove the conversation. Hey, prove him wrong. Do a five minute cold plunge and let me record it and then I won't say that ever I'm going to tell y'all what from all these cold plunging. See this, how he just this, ignored what I my this, proposition this I just cold said? Plunging He's cult. too scared. Uh, too I'm going to tell you. I I Cold plunging is freaking... I, I was surf tortured for hours on end for years. Okay. That look, that's absolutely everything Brooke just said is absolutely heinous. What? It's an absolutely heinous. Why don't fib. You, why don't you cold plunge then? Just answer the question. I I go I get in that thing every day. You literally the won't thing, get on it for more than a second, the, and you get right back out. Bull crap! I did it just the other day for three for three or four minutes. You lie. The point I'm trying Those to make lies. is that is not worthy of me filming myself doing it. That's the point I'm trying to make here. It's not has anything to do with the benefits of it, which are debatable irregardless. You keep calling it a recovery exercise though and acting like it's it's like it's it's it can be extremely difficult and it can be a huge shock to your system. I'm gonna tell you, if if you think that's extremely difficult, you have not done 
enough, you won't extremely do it. difficult things. You won't do it, so it must be hard because That's you refuse. Fib. That's a fib. I, Babe, I, I've asked you for years okay. to cold plunge with me. Let's move on. And you won't well, do it. Has this devolved yeah. or what? Let's move on. Because he's the, full of crap. and he's, the he's evolution. He's, <laughs> Brooke, he's leading Brooke, all these people like... Brooke like, was offended by my statements, and so she decided to come on here and fib about me. If anybody and knows... And now we can move on <laughs> nope, on I, this conversation. Good thing this happened after the rock if, speech. If anybody... So. If anybody we're, we're knows, losing viewers if anybody here. knows Chad well, he knows who's actually full of crap in this conversation. Let's get in to this achieving greatness. Great conversation. Okay, cold plunging is awesome. All right, here's the here's the meat of the conversation here. Achieving greatness through cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I I don't quite understand that term, and. The term gets thrown around a lot. There are many people who are writing books about achieving greatness. And and there are many conversations around how to achieve greatness. And I don't understand the concept of it. Because just the very statement in and of itself, to me, implies that you reach some level or point where you have made it. Chili, talk to people about what you say at the Proving Grounds about pursuing excellence in spite of no finish line. Well, yeah, that that, that was a good theme from this past Proving Ground, especially because I think a lot of people in life have a very difficult time when they achieve some level of success by, by say finishing a race or uh, making their first million dollars in business or whatever milestone you can come up with. I think, I think a lot of people are confused when they encounter somebody who doesn't celebrate that, how they expect doesn't give them a high five and throw a party and buy them a cake and celebrate it with flashing lights because they, I I think through their life witnessing that happen and the, the culture that we have now of participation trophies and celebrating every little thing, we, it's truly confusing for people to, actually say do something accomplish something and then not have any of that and basically be looked at and told yeah yeah you did it but you sucked i think that's really confusing for people for a variety of reasons that we can talk about another time maybe it's not or worth. maybe you did it but you could have improved here right here, right here exactly here, here i think that's confusing because of largely the culture that we live in but the reason that is is because specifically at the proving ground to use that as an example, all of those people that decide to come there want more out of their current situation in life. They want more out of themselves. They want to do better. They are not coming there and training with us tells me and tells all of us that you are not satisfied with your current level of anything in life. And if that's the case, 
why would you expect to be given a pat on the back just because you accomplished some arbitrary milestone? Well, what about whenever it got hard and you sat down and just started talking about how your feet hurt or, or when there was a section of a hill that you were like, yeah, I probably need to go up this, but I'm just going to, I'm going to take it slow just because ah, I'm just kind of over it. And it, whatever it is, you can come up with a million examples of that. What I'm getting at is nobody who you see around you, hardly anybody ever is ruthlessly honest with themselves and self-evaluates themselves to the point that they are not happy even when j- just because that they achieve something. Almost everybody, if they feel like they tried their best or if they got some random milestone that, that other people celebrated, man, they feel good about it. The point is anybody who achieves true high levels of success in their life possesses the ability to relentlessly pursue a finish line that doesn't exist. And what that means is, is there is no level. You'll never get to level 10 greatness or whatever the freaking crap somebody makes up. Level 10 breath coach or whatever in freaking Sam Hill they come up with now. You're never going to get that. You'll get better. I'm not saying that you're you're not going to make progress and that you should be that there's a level of pride that you should take in the fact that you've made a lot of progress. I'm saying if you lie to yourself and say that you have ever gotten to the maximum of your capabilities that you've reached your potential, you're full of crap and you're lying to yourself and you're not as great as you freaking think you are. You'll never get any better once you've done that. And I have never met a person that's even come close to reaching their full potential. Not even close. Not even close. The people that you see that are doing great things, they've gotten a lot closer than 99% of the people that you see, but they're not even close. And the only way you'll ever get better and even come close to quote unquote achieving greatness is when you not, not make yourself believe that. It's not something you have to like trick yourself into believing. Once you acknowledge the reality of the situation that you'll never reach it and mm-hmm. still go for it anyway. That's the thing I want to make clear. It's not something you have to trick yourself. I, don't, I hate all these quote unquote mindset tricks where people are like, you got to make yourself believe this. I don't want you to believe anything that's not reality. But the reality of it is you will never, ever reach your full potential and the way to not even get any any closer is to think that you've already done it or to think that whenever you go do something that you did your best you've also never done done your best a lot of you lie to yourself whenever you go do a race or when you look back at your day-to-day in your job or your business or your marriage and you say yeah i'm doing my best yeah Hmm. we're not we're not things aren't good but i'm doing my best no you're freaking not Go ahead and self-analyze yourself. Honestly. Honestly. Go ahead and do it. Are you doing your best? I, I guarantee you you're not. Boy, me and Brooke sat up in bed the other night and talked about this for about an hour. You remember, baby? Where Was that when we were in the mountains? No. 
It's been a month a month or so ago. Was that when we were talking about whether, like I was telling you about that podcast where she said yeah. you should assume everybody is doing their best? Yep. <laughs> yep. Chili just crapped all over that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'll crap all over that because guess what? You're not doing your best. But that's not something to be discouraged about. That's also what sets people who do get further in life apart is they hear all this, they accept all this, they know the reality, but it doesn't discourage them. That's how they stay hungry. They relentlessly pursue the finish line that doesn't exist. A lot of you will come to the conclusion that the finish line doesn't exist and it'll make you freaking quit. Yep. Because you'll go, oh man, well, I'm doing all this work for, and there's no finish line. Well, what's the point then? Well, the point is, is to not be middling around in your sucky position that you're currently in. Thinking that you're doing your best. Thinking that you're doing the best. The point is to get better. Just because the finish line doesn't exist don't mean you can't get better. Doesn't mean you can't increase your situation tenfold. Be way better off. The point isn't to reach something. People are way too finish line oriented. Finish line focused. Way too much into that. But I don't think many people explain when they always talk about, oh, man, it's not the finish line. It's the process. Yeah, it is. But they don't explain what that means. This is what it means. It means getting better, a little bit better, even though you're not reaching a finish line is the point. So, yeah, I don't know what a freaking achieving greatness is either. I'm not even close. Yeah, it's confusing to me. But I know what getting better is. Yeah. So And, and you can keep doing that. So freaking do it. Is anyone capable? That was good. Is anyone capable of doing their best, or is the best not? It's just not. Kind of your best is kind of that finish line that I'm talking about that doesn't exist. You so you really can't ever do your absolute best. The the very next thing that I was going to say kind of leads me into that. Um, we talk about achieving greatness as we, and we're going to look at it in scripture here in just a minute. <clears throat> You, I believe you cannot achieve greatness in this lifetime. In other words, if you ever, if you're ever reflected upon as someone who was great, it will be after your death. So can you ever do your best in a single day? No, there's always something that you could have, could have improved. There's always... But if you continuously strive for that, that improvement day by day by day, when you finally do pass on from this life and you're no longer here, then people will look back on your life and they will say, he did his best as a, as a whole because there's no more opportunity once you die. It's like, you can't achieve greatness in this lifetime. You can achieve greatness in your in your afterlife when you're gone, like as people reflect upon your legacy. And I believe that's the that's that's the measure. I'll say this too, to clarify why achieving greatness is confusing to me. It's because of the term greatness. I don't know what that means. That's that's subjective. Yeah, that was well, that's what be a question. Next, yeah, yeah. The he, greatness is yeah. subjective. G- greatness. Uh, greatness compared to who like the world standards yeah the the reason that people talk about that like they know what it means is because you can you can look at some athlete or some i mean if you're an olympic athlete okay you've achieved greatness relative to the rest of the population in that specific thing that you do 
right? I mean, that, that that's you can say that, but like, I'm not comparing it to, to to the rest of the world. I don't freaking care what the rest of the world's doing. Yeah, I'm talking about me. About how great can I be? How much better can I get? You 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 can't compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. You can't worry about what other people have done. That's good. Uh, greatness. That's why it's confusing to me because all I can look at is me and I'm not even close and I don't even know what it looks like to get there mm-hmm. because it <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah. So yeah, you can, people come up with the People think they know what greatness means because they, they're playing a comparison game, but that's not what it is. This, this conversation makes me think of like, I'm just thinking about for myself, like I am, someone was telling me the other day, there's people that are like positively programmed and negatively programmed. And it's just personality type, like positively programmed, always believes they're doing their best. They tend to like land on the more prideful side. They don't really do a lot of self-searching and self-reflection naturally, but they're normally more confident people. Whereas a negatively programmed person is someone like me. I'm constantly saying, did you, did you do that good enough? Like, are you good enough? What, what are your intentions? You know, like I, I'm well, wired that way. I don't look at this as positive or negative. And well, I was going somewhere well, well, with you, it. Okay, go ahead. So for someone like me, how do I do what you're saying? Like, like acknowledge at the end of every day, like, okay, I didn't do my best. What can I do better? But can I do it from a way that like, I'm not beating myself down and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's the question because I've been ridiculed my whole life for being too hard on myself and right negative negative is the word yes all of this that i'm describing is not a matter of positive or negative it's it's the reality truly i believe that how do you apply it though well okay so people view it as negative if you say say you win a uh, an ultra marathon and at the end you're pissed off because you didn't run as fast as you knew you could have. You left time out on the table. You can go back and think about the day that you had and pick it apart and think, golly, why did I do that? Why did I do this? I made a mistake here. I made a mistake here. They view that as negative. It's only it's only negative if you sit around after and talk about how bad you suck and mm. how you're, oh, man, you're no good. You suck at running. You, you, you do this. You, you hate yourself, whatever. Then you can you then you can make it a matter of positive or negative, but just the base facts of looking back at it is the the reality of self of of truly ruthlessly honest self assessment, and that's the only way you're going to get better. I told the people at the proving ground this: if you don't want to get better, or or really be the best that you can be, even though you'll never really get there, then I'll just freaking quit telling you this, and and I'll just. I'll quit holding you to this standard and I'll just, I'll do whatever you want. I'll hug you. (laughs) Whatever. We can, we can go do something else. But if that is what you want to do, that is, that's what you have to do. And then the positive or negative can then come in by how you treat yourself and look at yourself. That's the key. So I didn't, there's no reason to, to win a race and then be unsatisfied with it and go pick it apart and then turn that into, well, I freaking suck. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother thing. And some people, yeah, they're more wired that way. But but you can absolutely be ruthlessly honest with yourself and not be a negative person. Yeah. 
uh, those are two separate things and some people struggle with negativity, but I don't think being honest like this has any, any bearing on negativity. Well, you would assess yourself that way based whether you won the race or not. So basically you're just saying that exactly the results you achieve don't define the greatness that you that you are working toward. You get better by going and subjecting yourself to those things and then analyzing the results so that you can be better on the next one and, move forward a lot of people think that self-assessment needs to stop once you've won right or once you've reached whatever it's arbitrary i like things that are objective well would you say the celebration like at the proving grounds um a team came in first and krista came over to me and i thought it was really cool what she said she was like i hate that they're celebrating and i was like why like i thought that was weird you know i'm like i'm all happy for them and she was like it's it's diluting their like I'm paraphrasing. She's she was saying that they're celebrating so much that they're not seeing how they could have done better. Yeah, and they're not able to focus on the ways they failed. That yeah, that you came in first, but you failed a lot, and like that, it's almost like that's diluting. Well, what's confusing for people is they think they're supposed to enjoy everything. Mm. People have gotten into the mindset that everything is supposed to be fun. Everything is supposed to be, I'm supposed to enjoy everything. That's not the case. Like when you're, when you're talking about training and trying to do better, trying to get better, it's not, it's not required that you enjoy it, that, that, that you're supposed to, you're doing it to get better. Which leads us into the, go ahead, which leads us into the ultimate answer. Supposed to enjoy other things. The ultimate answer. As we look to Scripture to try to get some bearing about what is this thing called greatness and, and what, is the, what is the key element as we look in Scripture at men and women who were great men and women of God, great servants of God, what is the single element that after they passed away or were killed or were martyred they were considered great what got them to that place the single element to achieving ultimate greatness scripturally is suffering chili just said it People have got to a point where they think they're supposed to enjoy everything. Hmm. Suffering is the only way. There is no other way. You have got to suffer for the right reasons, by the way. And we see this is the key ingredient as we look at one of the the greatest servants of Christ in Scripture, we reflect upon his life. This is a word that my brother Robert shared with me at the Proving Grounds at the very end. Hmm. And I want to share this with you guys. This is 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 3. The bean. Yeah, the bean. He shared this with me. Now, this is Paul basically spurring Timothy on to achieve 
his eternal reward, <laughs> you know, to achieve greatness as a slave to Christ. He says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. If a man also strive for mastery, yet he's not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must first must be the first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Then he goes on to say in verse 9, Paul says, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Paul, in this place, this book that he wrote here to Timothy, this was the final book that he wrote in this life. He was actually imprisoned in Rome. He had been abandoned by everyone, but I think Luke was the only person there with him. Winter was coming. He didn't even have a coat to wear. He was imprisoned in chains. He had suffered greatly. And that is what, that is how he achieved ultimate greatness is through his suffering. The world is lying to you. That's why you're all so dang miserable. The world is lying to you. They are telling you the opposite of what is true about achieving your greatest potential within the body of Christ, within your physical fitness, within your business. This suffering is the only way. And every single man and woman of God that we read about in Scripture, who we look back on as heroes of the faith, the, the single ingredient that is ever present is suffering. And Paul, if I would say is the greatest of the great in terms of human beings, suffered on a level that's unparalleled in the New Testament. And it's just amazing to me, as I read through this and thinking that this was the last, the last thing that Paul wrote, was inspired to write by the Holy Spirit. He's asking to tell you the shape he's in. He's asking in verse 13, He's asking Timothy that if he comes to make sure he brings him that jacket that he left in Troas with Caprice. And, and he's saying, bring me a jacket, bring me my books, and especially bring me some parchment to write on. And the last thing he says, in chains, suffering, without a coat, in prison, knowing that his life is about to come to an end, he's about to be killed, is grace be with you. Even amongst all that suffering, he had the, the presence of mind to say, grace be with you. 
I don't know. I just think that we've really gotten lost, like Chili said, in all the content that you consume, in all the books that you read, in all that you hear. Everyone portrays this journey that we're on as if you're supposed to enjoy everything, whereas in the key element is suffering. And I have personally been inspired by the Holy Spirit of Christ to pray very recently that I would be counted worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. And when I first, when the Holy Spirit first laid it on my heart to pray that, I bucked it. Even though I know that suffering is the only way, I fear God. And for me to ask God to, to let me suffer for his sake, for his glory, to partake in the suffering of Christ, that racked my daggone nerve, son. And it took me a, quite a while to get halfway comfortable asking for that. Because I take the request and my prayers, I take those things seriously. But that was something that the Holy Spirit has recently laid on my heart to share uh, or to pray. And I just believe because the truth of this is the fact that that is the only way. So, yeah, you're not supposed to enjoy everything. No. If that's what you're seeking. And the type of suffering that, that we're t- both talk- all talking about here is not self-induced. Yeah, it's not suffering as a result of your own poor decisions. Or suffering for your own sake. That, yeah. That's, what, that's where I was going to go was like, I agree with everything you just said, and that was awesome what you just said, Boo, and what you said, Chili. But, like, how can people take what you guys are saying about suffering and overindulging and, like, how do you apply that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you – like, are you guys saying that, like, like the exercise and not – I don't know. Like, what are – Yeah, that ain't it. That's that's essentially got other other reasons to do other applications. You could argue it helps harden your mind to right. prepare for the real suffering. I guess you could argue that it does. But it but, does. But the but the suffering that we're talking about is not self induced and. But not everybody is going to have the opportunity, and maybe maybe uh, we all do. If you want to suffer, let me tell you how to suffer. Well, hold well, on. Can I well, say that yeah. real quick? Not everybody is going to have – thank you, Blake. Not everybody is going to have the opportunity to, to suffer on a deep level for Christ. Not everybody's called, or maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe that's acts of service. Maybe that's giving of your money. Like, that really hurts you. Maybe I don't know. I just – yeah. What it – yeah. Oh, yeah, there's always the opportunity to suffer on the behalf of Christ. Talk about that. Um, if you want to truly suffer, you you were really getting at it right there. Become more selfless or become less selfish with your with your money, with your time, with the things that you... The, you know what I'm saying? 
you want to if you want to suffer like that's the that's the the gateway to it so if i want to give my money like right now like i give away amounts that like people would be like whoa that's that seems like a lot like our my family's made comments but to me it doesn't really hurt me it brings me joy so to suffer in that regard and this is just a hypothetical question would I need to give enough money to where I couldn't buy the things I wanted? Like no, it's, it's not self-deprivation. Like you're depriving yourself of what you need. It's it's doing the things that that are either hard for you to do. Like that's I would you could say that's a gift to you of right. as a being a giver. You like that and right. The you look for the things that you don't want to do essentially. Well, and, I, and yeah, okay, and then. Being a Christian should cost you something. You know, in Matthew, he talks about the cost of discipleship. And then there's stories of where Peter and his friends got locked up for preaching the gospel. And then when they got out, they were essentially celebrating like, man, look, we get to we get to suffer for the sake of Christ. This is so awesome. And so that's the kind of suffering. Basically, you you get that suffering based on how you're living for Christ because of how the world is going to treat you. Mm-hmm. And the greatness being... It, you can't be on your own behalf. It can't be the exercise portion. You exercise so that you are physically able enough to go be worthy to suffer. Because yeah. if you're not able to get up and move around without taking 500 pills, then you're not able to go do any suffering because you're suffering just sitting on the couch. Right. you got to be fit enough to go suffer. And Paul and all of them, they don't... If you say they have achieved greatness, which I, I would agree... They weren't trying to achieve greatness. Paul no. didn't think he was great. I have this verse here. This is in 1 Corinthians. He says, For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to even be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. So he's saying, look, I'm not even fit to be called an apostle. I'm the, I'm the least of them. And here we're talking about him. We look at his life and we say, Paul, you were great, but he wasn't trying to be great and he didn't think he was great. So if greatness is your outset, you're never going to be great. Mm-hmm. You'll never be great if that's what you're setting out to do. And that's very similar to that rant Chili went on earlier. It is so true. Yeah. But to your point of, of suffering, I think it has to be, I think it has to be, it's not about suffering without because you made a irrest- I would say that would be an irresponsible decision to give more money than you should have given so that you are making yourself suffer that's just self-inflicted punishment unless right. that's what God calls you to do but the suffering that we're talking about is a result of the lifestyle you you choose to live I would say right like it just that's a byproduct of being who you are and who you choose to follow you're just going to suffer because yeah, it's different. And and I want to hear too. That's perfect. And I want to hear your opinion on that, Boo. Like, what are ways that you think you could suffer in Christ? Like, if you just were to imagine something. But Blake, what you said, like, like I acts of service and gifting. It's like something I'm good at. Something yeah. that's in my heart. Something I'm not good at that Chad is really good at is being really open with other people and strangers and in public about faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like, that makes me really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Um, That's something I'm really working on. Like my most recent Facebook post, I went to put, um, 
I'm going through all these growth changes. And like, I purposely was like, no, God is bringing me through the changes. And that made me uncomfortable to put on Facebook. And I'm like, what the world? But like, he's so good at that. You know, he is totally comfortable, you know, and it, it, I think that's really vulnerable for me. And I'm like, would that count? Like, would that count as suffering if I make myself really uncomfortable to talk about Jesus and, and my spirit, like in to strangers and to people and to put myself out there and like, it's, it's gonna not going to be fun a lot of times. Like, does that count? A hundred percent it counts. Yeah. I would say one way is for you. It's the way I see it. When I do things that I don't want to do, maybe it helps people, but ultimately I'm doing it to get better. Like, to get better at doing that for other people. But in the moment, it's just, I don't like it. Right. And I'm getting better at it. And the things that I'm good at, I do that for other people. And I receive no benefit or no Mm -hmm. gain from that. I just do that because that's what I'm good at and that's what I should be doing. But I should, just because I'm good over here doesn't mean I should neglect. Say, you know, I like to help people, give my time, those kind of things. So I shouldn't just do that and just totally avoid speaking or or you know whatever i don't like to get up in front of big crowds and speak so should i just ignore that and just totally can it and say i'm that's not who i am this is who i am no one is for the people and one is trying to be a better person you know that makes sense yeah you're get you're getting right at the root of it it's anytime you take the opportunity to put yourself aside you you've got to put yourself aside yeah like Something as simple, just as Blake just mentioned it, getting up in front of people and speaking. I did a speaking engagement on Monday night. There is never, ever, ever a time that I want to get up in front of people and speak. How was I after that speech, boo-boo? You, when we went to, like, after the speech, you have all these people you finish a speech and then you have all these people descend on you and they all have great things to say, but they all want your direct attention for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then we finally like squeezed out the door. And as soon as we did, your mom said something to you and I turned to look, I was like, why isn't he responding? And your eyes were glazed over and you had like a thousand yard stare. And then on the way home, yeah, you were just white. You were just maxed out. I, I, I do these, and it, especially that one. Yeah, it was free. You, you, it, you, I, you gave of, of your time. I'm, I'm putting myself aside because God has given me a message and has given me. It is my strength and my courage to be able to get up and do that. And I, I'm putting myself aside. And it freaking sucks. The whole time it sucks. And you know what it does for you more than anything is it is it shows you that you can't do really anything without God. And those, so those things that are easy for you, it's easy to say, oh, I can do that. That's easy for me. But really, God is supplying that desire and that ability to be able to do that but when you go do the things that are uncomfortable and you don't want to do, you, you're required to lean on God in order to do those things because in and of yourself, you don't want to do them. And so it just points you back to Jesus because your inability 
to do it effectively or at all in some things. So, And the better you get at putting yourself aside, the more deeply you can suffer. You got it. You got, you got to get in the, you got to figure out how to put yourself aside. If you want to suffer more, you got to be able to put yourself aside. And the better you get at that, the more opportunity you will have to suffer through really uncomfortable, painful, emotional situations. Yeah. Cause when it hurts, then you say, well, this is not about me. This is about so-and-so, and if I'm hurting, then if it was on my sake, I'd quit, you know? Yeah. But this is for somebody else who either can't do it or whatever. Or So you can sit through a lot more. At least I can sit through a lot more on someone else's behalf than I can my own behalf. Yeah. So by the way, Blake's going to have to start doing some speaking engagements because he's got a lot of fans. Huh? You, you know what this reminds me of? And we don't have to rabbit trail on this. Um Why'd you just do that, Chili? Is um, what we're saying all reminds me of a conversation we were having about marriage and about like, do you remember that? About leadership and suffering and a husband and being yeah like selfless and self-sacrificing. Yeah, we'll do a whole podcast on that. It literally parallels exactly what we're saying right now. Being a good husband or a good wife is your ultimate opportunity to be a reflection of Christ. Well, that's what my mind was going there. Like, I think that's a way we can suffer for Christ, right? Like, yeah. in our day-to-day relationships with your children, with, I mean, that's that's a, that can be a lot of mm-hmm. suffering <laughs> if yeah. you choose to be selfless. I mean, I, that's the thing. I mean, and we'll do a whole show on that, like I said, but that's the reason I don't have children. Because I'm not good enough at setting myself aside. You are too. You would be. If, uh, if if you were called to do that, you would be able to. I'm not good enough. Well, I'm not good enough to the point that I that I can make the choice to do that. So, yeah, Blake's got a lot of fans. I did that speaking engagement last, or uh, I did that Monday, and uh, our friend Casey Childers, which is, he's an awesome videographer, he posted a little thing on Facebook, and somebody commented on there. Um, Chad would be okay if he wasn't so arrogant. Every <laughs> everybody Blake, everybody knows Blake is the be- is the better person. He's the MVP. Who said that? Did y'all know them? I, I mean, I I was just really thankful that somebody out there is intelligent to intelligent enough to see that Blake is the better man. No, <laughs> I, I was really happy. I, I really want to meet that guy that made that comment. He's an intelligent individual. I mean, he he. There is a little bit of truth in what he's saying, but it's not on that level. Like it's, it, but the he, but yeah, you guys are really different. And Blake is, Blake keeps you grounded. Y'all are the perfect. Blake Blake saved our marriage. He keeps you from floating away. Oh, he's the better man, one hundred percent. He keeps yeah. the the what business. Is better? How can you be better? Yeah, if we're all if we're pretty all objective. Suck? <sighs> well. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Whoa, that was a quick wrap up. We got anything from uh, YouTube, Blake? <laughs> no, we had that super chat. Yeah, shout out know, Justin same, Milford. Yeah, he signed up, so we had that. Yeah, I saw a couple applications come through during the episode for the rite of passage, son. Yeah, we had some applications come in, and yeah, nothing. Sold a, sold a few. Don't be a turd shirts. You guys wear those yep. with pride, man. 
I like in the chat, just like on and off, people are discussing the best temperatures for cold plunging and the time durations. They're going back and forth like, you should try 42 minutes. You guys just keep on doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I got to go do a long mountain bike race, and Lord willing, I'll survive and catch you guys next Wednesday. Enough said.